0: It's one o'clock, I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines, authorities face a call to step up publicity on the risks of employment scams in Southeast Asia after a series of cases. A transport official says the Lion Rock Tunnel is becoming like a sick old person and needs major surgery or operations risk breaking down. And the tourism minister says hotel quarantine need not be an impediment to the return of tourism. The, the government has been urged to warn people of the risks of being lured to Southeast Asia in employment scams after it emerged that five Hong Kong people remain unaccounted for in the region. Authorities say they've received more than two dozen reports about such cases so far this year. Timmy Song reports. DAB legislator Elizabeth Quad told an RTHK program that the government should consider issuing travel warnings for Cambodia and Myanmar to alert people to the dangers of scams. Speaking on commercial radio, former Yao Simong district councillor Andy Yu said he's working with the families of two men who are suspected being held captive in Myanmar. He said the pair went to the country in June and are now believed to be involved in fraudulent activities. He says the police should investigate whether there are human trafficking syndicates here. Meanwhile, the Foreign Ministry's office in the SAR says it attaches great importance to the safety of Hong Kongers overseas and is working with local embassies and consulates to find the missing people. Pro-democracy activists Benny Tai and Joshua Wong are among 29 people who plan to admit to violating the national security law over an unofficial LegCo primary held two years ago. The revelation came as a reporting ban on their committal proceedings was lifted this morning. A total of 47 people were charged with conspiracy to commit subversion, which carries a maximum penalty of life imprisonment. Eighteen of the defendants, including former lawmaker Lam Chuk-Ting, Leung Kwok-Hung and Raymond Chan, plan to plead not guilty and will be tried later at the High Court. A highways department official says a proposed major upgrade and widening of the Line Rock Tunnel is essential to avoid operations being affected as wear and tear increases. Tony Jung, a deputy major works project manager, says the expansion will see the number of lanes in each direction increase from two to three. The first part of the tunnel opened more than 50 years ago, and Mr Jung says it's showing its age. We always have to do maintenance and repair work. Almost every other night, we have to close parts of it for maintenance work. We only have very little time, as we usually have to do it in the middle of the night within several hours. When the materials for repairs are barely dried and barely usable, we have to reopen the tunnel. In future, just like a person who gets old and has to spend more time seeing doctors, we are worried that we'll have to spend more time on repair and maintenance, and it may affect the tunnel's operation. Mr. Jiang expects construction to be finished by 2033. The Secretary for Culture, Sports and Tourism, Kevin Young, says he doesn't believe the SAR's mandatory three-night hotel quarantine needs stand in the way of a revival of tourism here. Speaking at the opening of the Travel Expo, Mr. Young said the government was preparing for the return of visitors in a range of ways, from improving theme parks to promoting cultural heritage with the new Palace Museum. He says officials must strike a balance.
1: We are fully aware of the community's wish to see the resumption of quarantine-free travel and to welcome friends from near and far again. And we are equally aware of the difficult situation that the core tourism sector has been facing for more than two and a half years. We will continue to follow targeted strategy and formulate measures with a view to protecting the safety and health of citizens while striving to expand opportunity for the tourism sector.
0: Macau officials have announced that from today, arrivals will will no longer have to show their vaccination record on entering the SAR, though they'll still need to show a negative result from a PCR test. Authorities say the change will reduce inconvenience of travellers and noted that most arrivals are already fully vaccinated. The UK government has blocked the takeover of a British electronic design company by a Hong Kong-based firm, citing national security grounds. Mike Weeks reports.
1: Britain's business secretary, Kwasi Kwarteng, used the National Security and Investment Act to bar the takeover of Pulsek, by Super Orange Hong Kong, saying the order was necessary and proportionate to mitigate the risks to national security. It's one of the first times the legislation has been used since it was approved in January. Pulse specialises in Electronic Design Automation, or EDA, and its software is used to build circuits that could be used for civilian or military supply chain use. Mr Kuateng's order said that there was potential for Pulse EDA tools to be exploited to introduce features into the design that could be used to build defence or technological capabilities.
0: A research officer with the Hong Kong Bird Watching Society says urban redevelopment could pose a threat to the sparrow population, even though a survey by the group in May showed a 36% increase in the sparrow population over last year. John Cheng told RTHK that during breeding season, the birds favour Hong Kong's older districts, where they can nest on pipes and crevices that may not be found on new buildings
1: found that they do have a preference on old towns as well as urban parks. And we particularly found that for the commercial areas which have buildings with floor-to-ceiling windows and with less crevices or pipes, we don't find that much sparrows over these commercial areas. So maybe the urban redevelopment could pose a potential threat to the sparrow population in the future. We can't say for sure that we'll pose a very great threat.
0: Malaysia's highest court has begun hearing a final appeal from the former Prime Minister Najib Razak against a 12-year prison sentence. It's his last chance to avoid being jailed for charges related to the 1MDB financial scandal, in which billions of dollars were stolen from a state-owned development fund. Mr Najib has made multiple attempts to challenge his conviction. The BBC's Jonathan Head reports.
1: If he loses this last appeal at the Federal Supreme Court, Mr Najib will become the first Malaysian leader to go to jail. He would also then be disqualified from running in the forthcoming general election, which must be held before September next year. Despite facing many more criminal charges, he remains an influential figure in his party UMNO, which lost a 60-year unbroken hold on power at the last election, in part because of the 1MDB scandal. Malaysia has been in political turmoil since then.
0: Officials in Ukraine are warning that the situation at the Russian-occupied Zaporizhia nuclear power station is approaching critical. Emergency workers in the nearby city of Zaporizhia have been staging drills to practice cleaning operations in the event of radioactive contamination. Russia took control of the nuclear plant, the biggest in Europe, in early March. In his nightly address, the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, said Ukraine was working closely with the International Atomic Energy Agency. Ukrainian
1: diplomats, are nuclear scientists and the IAEA are in constant contact. Now they are working on sending the IAEA mission to the nuclear power plant. Only absolute transparency and controllability of the situation around the nuclear power plant for the Ukrainian state, for the international community and the IAEA can guarantee a gradual return to normal nuclear safety.
0: A state of emergency has been declared in three regions of New Zealand after a tropical storm brought extensive flooding to the country's South Island. Along parts of the west coast, a month's worth of rain fell in a single day, causing rivers to burst their banks, submerging roads and bringing down trees. The former U.S. Vice President Mike Pence says he would consider testifying before the House Committee investigation investigating last year's attack on the Capitol building if invited key witnesses have already detailed the pressure put on Mr Pence by his former boss Donald Trump to delay certification of Joe Biden's election victory in 2020. Mr Pence has been speaking in New Hampshire.
1: If there was an invitation to participate I would consider it but you've heard me mention the constitution a few times this morning. On the constitution we have three co-equal branches of government. Any invitation to be directed to me I would have to reflect on the the unique role that I was serving in as
0: vice president. It would be unprecedented in history for a vice president to be summoned to testify on Capitol Hill, but I, as I said, I don't want to prejudge. If there's ever any formal invitation rendered to us, we'd give it due consideration. Following her emphatic defeat on Tuesday in Wyoming's Republican state primary, the U.S. Congress member Liz Cheney said she would continue the battle to stop Donald Trump returning to the White House. The three-term congresswoman was beaten by a Trump-backed candidate, Harriet Hageman. Will Weissert from the Associated Press expects Ms. Cheney to seek the White House next she hasn't formally announced she's going to run for president yet but she's made it very clear that uh, i I think we're heading that way uh you know she said she's thinking about it she expects to announce in a few months she's got millions of dollars in a campaign account that could easily be used as sort of seed money to start a presidential campaign and she's really talked about building a coalition that would include republicans who are against former president trump but also independents and democrats um the idea is that she would really be an alternative Uh, to the Republican Party, which she sees as sort of increasingly become, you know, controlled by Trump and Trumpism. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 19,792. That's 134 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $48 billion. In currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 135.01 yen. The euro stands at one U.S. dollar and one cent. And the pound gets you nine Hong Kong dollars and 44 cents. To Sport and Britain's richest man Jim Ratcliffe says he's interested in buying Manchester United. It follows rumours that the Glazer family are willing to sell a minority stake. Ratcliffe had previously been involved in talks to buy Chelsea this summer. Andy Mitten is editor of United We Stand.
1: I think his bid for Chelsea did surprise some. It came in late and I was told at the time that is a marker. That is to show that he's interested in buying a major football club. And if you tie that with the fact that Manchester United fans are very, very unhappy with the Glazer ownership and have been for the majority uh, of the time since that highly leveraged and very controversial takeover in 2005, I mean, the mood is on the floor among United fans at the moment, especially after the poor starts of the season.
0: Portugal's Benfica have taken control of their tie with Din- Dinamo Kyiv in European Champions League qualifying. The BBC's Adim Samuel has the sport.
1: The Champions League qualifying round has continued with three more first legs taking place. Benfica picked up a 2-0 win away at Dynamo Kyiv who were playing their home games in Poland due to the ongoing Ukrainian conflict. Maccabi Haifa were 3-2 winners at home to Red Star Belgrade and Karabag and Victoria Pilsen drew 0-0 in Azerbaijan. The second leg of those three games all take place on Tuesday.
0: British tennis star Emma Raducanu is off to a flying start at the Cincinnati Masters. Last year's US Open champion stormed into the last 16 by thrashing former world number one Victoria Azarenka 6062. It came less than 24 hours after she ousted Serena Williams in straight sets. Raducanu is heating up for her forthcoming title defence at the US Open. In the men's draw, former world number one Andy Murray is out. He was beaten in three sets by fellow Brit Cameron Norrie. In cricket, South Africa reduced England to 116 for six on the opening day of their first Test at Lord's before rain ended play. The BBC's Eleanor Oldroyd was watching. Six weeks on from the triumphant first phase of England's Test Summer, the second phase started in rather different style, with wickets clattering and single-figure scores at the top of the order. For the first time since the start of the Stokes-McCullum era, England found themselves batting first, not surprising that South Africa's captain Dean Elgar chose to field with a battery of high-class seam bowlers at his disposal. Kagizo Rabada removed Lees for two and Crawley for nine, Root fell after an unsuccessful LBW review for eight, Bearstow was bowled for a duck by a 93 mile per hour ball from Nokia who also dismissed Stokes and Foulkes either side of lunch. Only Ollie Pope looked comfortable reaching 61 not out in a score of 116 for six when rain brought an early finish welcomed more by the England batters than by the South African bowlers. Finally, scientists based in Britain are investigating whether the dinosaurs were wiped out, not by one asteroid strike, but by two. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Amos.
1: Lying under the Gulf of Mexico is a massive crater dug out by an asteroid that plunged Earth into a decades-long winter that resulted in the extinction of the dinosaurs. But scientists are intrigued by a new crater they've found off the coast of Guinea in West Africa. It has all the hallmarks of an asteroid strike, and crucially, it's also 66 million years old. The research team, led from Edinburgh's Harriet Watt University, speculate that it could have been a fragment that broke off the main impactor.
0: And now for a look at the weather. A few showers, hot with sunny intervals in the afternoon. Mainly cloudy tonight, light to moderate southeasterly winds. The outlook, showers and thunderstorms in the next couple of days becoming mainly fine and very hot early next week. The temperature now is 29 degrees, humidity 81%. To end the news, the top stories once again. Authorities face a call to step up publicity on the risks of employment scams in Southeast Asia after a series of cases. A transport official says the Line Rock Tunnel is becoming like a sick old person and needs major surgery or operations risk breaking down. And the tourism minister says hotel quarantine need not be an impediment to the return of tourism. The news from RTHK. Afternoon, and welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen May, on this Thursday afternoon. Three. Thursday, the eighteenth of August, is today's date. One, Many thanks once again to Phil for the morning brew. Three. Cheers to the newsroom. Two, We've got two big topics for you this afternoon. In about ten minutes or so, we'll be talking to award-winning filmmaker and author, philanthropy consultant Sylvia U. Friedman.